Welcome, everybody. We are live. My name is Jason Aponte. I am Andrew Pasquini. We're working. That's it. We're working over here. That's it. Let's go, Niners. Let's go, Niners. Who day more like who day lost to the 49ers yesterday. Great way to start the podcast, Andrew. Thank you very much. This is a new episode of the Sprint Ride Option Podcast. I am Andrew Pasquini. As always, to my right, maybe one day we'll switch it up. You'll be on my left. Not today, uh, is Jason Aponte. Uh, Jason, how are you doing in uh, Jersey today? How's everything going? Great, great. What a win. Fun win. Um, you know, whatever. The, the result was what we predicted. Uh, we also said that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be one of the main reasons that they won. That's true. It didn't look true for a long portion of that game, but it uh, ended up being true. So we'll take our victory laps where we can take them. But huge win. 49ers had someone else be terrible on special teams for once. That was a bonus. Yeah. That really helped. That really helped a lot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, a fun game, man. That was That was a lot of fun, especially those last two drives. Heart racing. Everything going, uh, you know, the way that it was. And Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle, they're, they're incredible, man. There's a lot to talk about in this game, though. A lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. Some good, some bad, a lot great. Uh, it, it's it's a win this team needed. Uh, you know, a gritty – I'm going to use the word gritty. I mean, the, the second half didn't go the way it was supposed to, I don't think. Um but but we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit because you know th- things happen throughout the game and 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 the Bengals had to throw the ball a little more and that was kind of the Niners' weak point. Uh, but but we'll we'll dive into that and obviously I think the big place to start today is uh, Jason. We're gonna talk about the quarterback position. I know people love it when it, we do that, but we I mean th- this is the game we we have to talk about him uh, because I, I think uh, as, as Tim Sprinkles and I workshopped yesterday, uh, Jimmy Jekyll and James Hyde, uh, we got a little bit of both of Jimmy Garoppolo's yesterday. I think, um, you know, a couple bad throws here and there, but he pulled it together. He was able to help win the game. I mean, he was a big part why they won that game in overtime. It really felt like, especially after the first couple of plays in overtime, the Bengals were going to go score a touchdown in this game. Uh, Nick Bosa with a huge sack, huge sack. Nick Bosa. He, we're we're going to talk about him a lot. There's a lot of great things to talk about in this game, so we're we're not going to try and focus on too much of the negative because because there is some of that. But it, it's it's a great win. The Niners are at seven and six, and it, it's almost I, it's too early to say they control their own destiny because a lot of things can happen. Uh, but per ESPN's FPI, they have a 78.4 percent chance of making the playoffs right now. So, so take all that as you want. Uh, Jason, I guess my question is, where do you want to start? Because I let's have you pick today. Where do you want to start? Well, let's obviously start with this. If you're watching this live stream right now on YouTube, make sure you like this video. You subscribe to the content. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so you can be notified when we go live. We should start there. Our word of the day is algorithm. All right, let's move. So <laughs> let's start with the defense because a lot of people – gave me pushback when I said the defense has been incredible today. And people want to point out, well, Ambry Thomas. That's what I was pointing out is the fact that that defense was holding up for as long as it did with a rookie cornerback starting. With Dante Johnson, unfortunately, his mother passed away. Condolences to him and his family. All positive energy to him. Football is a far distant second, third, whatever behind that, honestly, right now. And I hope he's taking care of his family. But I want to start with the defense. I want to start with D'Amico Ryans. Mm -hmm. I want to start with the fact that I remember a lot of you and what you said about D'Amico Ryans. And I didn't like it. And you need to take some of that back and apologize. Because largely, you want to pick and choose games that you didn't like what he did. Sure, Arizona, Cliff Kingsbury kind of took him to the woodshed. It was a learning moment for him. D'Amico Ryans has been great. Considering he's down to his sixth cornerback. Mm -hmm. Nick Bosa's being double teamed more than anybody in the league. D4 is not coming back this year. Uh, I mean, like, what more do you want this man to do? Fred Warner didn't play in a game. Aziz Al-Shair stepped up. What do you want this man to do? What more do you want him to do? And I think that we should start there, give him his credit, make sure that you understand that a first-year guy is further ahead than Robert Sala was in his first year. And I'm going to keep saying it until people, you know, understand that as, as a fact and not just my opinion at this point. 
Yeah, and and the argument people would would make with you, Jason, on the D'Amico Ryan's versus Robert Sala season one thing is, well, look how much more talent D'Amico Ryan's has on the defense. Where is that talent with how much injuries there are? That this 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 isn't a defense right now because because there there's so many injuries that uh, in key positions, specifically the cornerback spot. They're not getting as much production in the pass rush. They don't have the talent. Uh, that they had in the run defense, things like that. They, 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 this is such a stripped-down version of the 49ers defense, yet D'Amico Ryans keeps keeps pulling these things together, making it work. Uh, and, and, I mean, he, he really goes down. I mean, we want to talk about Ambry Thomas up front. We, we can. Um, you know, he he had a – I obviously understand it's his first game in two years. I, I understand all that. I think my bigger issues – were the two hands of the face penalties he got called for, which I think are avoidable, but they're also not talked about if they didn't come on a sack and a Jimmy Ward interception, right? So, you know, we look past those if those plays don't end up being good for the Niners. Um, but yeah, I, I, D'Amico Ryan's, what he's done with this defense has been nothing short of incredible. Uh, and I mean, I think a big part of the way he's drawn it up is is why we're seeing such a, boom out of Aziz Al-Shair and, and that's a name we're going to repeat uh, as many times as we can because he is I mean between him and Jimmy Ward there's your two best defenders or de- players on defense and Nick Bosa so I guess the top three players on defense right there when all of us expected the top three players on the defense to be you know Nick Bosa Fred Warner and and probably Jimmy Ward uh, and this isn't a bad offense they played yesterday I, I mean we talked about it on 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 Friday you know you you talked about uh T Higgins a lot you said T Higgins is your favorite receiver not named uh Justin Jefferson's in, Jeff, Justin Jefferson in that draft and we saw that yesterday and and it didn't it didn't seem to to stop the Niners I mean T Higgins had a huge game five receptions 114 yards but they kept him out of the end zone uh Jamar Chase he had the two touchdowns which you know he's going to get his and and one of those plays he had uh you know it was an improv improv play that that just sometimes things break down so yeah I I, I'm very happy you started this with D'Amico Ryans because what he's done with his defense has been nothing short of incredible yeah, and uh, in terms of the whole, you know, we we talked about how much there has been a, a shift in the way that people have been defending the Cincinnati Bengals, and they went to a more zone bracket coverage type of thing with Jamar Chase, so you don't have him run right past you, things like that. I couldn't necessarily tell from the broadcast angle, and I'm going to wait until I'm able to dig into the All-22, which, you know, I finally got. I, I just haven't had a chance, been, been running around today. But I, I'm interested to see in what ways D'Amico Ryan's either had someone over the top with Ambry Thomas or put him in zone. And the hands to the face thing, that wasn't press man. Like, that's not him pressing. He's rerouting. And and that was covered too. Like, he's rerouting. Like, the idea behind it, okay, the technique's off, right, and, and with Ambry Thomas. It's off. But it's not him trying to press the guy and he has to cover him. He's just trying to get hands and reroute him and just send him the other way and then and then pass him off to the next defender. So there's a lot of things that need to be taken into context. You know, um, there, there would have been another Jamar Chase touchdown just by this much. He dropped it, unfortunately. All things considered, it could have been much worse. And, uh, you know, even myself, I should probably tell myself, hey, man, let's uh, let's ease up on the kid a little bit as his first yeah. game. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's why I sent out a tweet of, hey, he has time to develop. And it was only a matter of time before the Bengals started to figure out, hey, let's try and test that kid. Let's try to go to him. And let's try to go at him and everything mm-hmm. and see and see what goes on. And uh, they did towards the end of the game. And uh, it, it, you know what? The 49ers won. So, I mean, hopefully next week they aren't in a position where they have to push him out there or anything like that. And if they do, then at least he's gotten his feet wet in some mm-hmm. way. But, you know, if Dante Johnson's not ready to come back, which I would completely understand considering what's going on with him, then at least he's gotten his feet wet. And Deontay did play a little bit, but it seemed like Embry Thomas was the one who got the most, the bulk of the of the snaps. Yeah, yeah, and, and as I said, we're we're not we're not focused on those hands of the face penalties. If if it wasn't because I think the two of them was a Bosa sack and then the Jimmy Ward interception. So those are two huge plays that get called back because of penalty, which obviously unfortunate. But yeah, he he's gonna learn. There are things they're gonna. It's teaching, and yeah, uh, that that's the big thing. I haven't gotten a chance to watch the defensive tape. I've started diving into the offensive tape. I, I read that. That that uh, what D'Amico Ryan did switching up to cover two quite a bit helped and then all that and that's stuff that I'm gonna have to watch and find out myself. 
Um, but man, it, it's this is a win that you feel really good about. And I mean, obviously, not the way you wanted to get to it because the Niners were up what 20 to three or 20 to six, whatever it was, going into the fourth quarter. Um, and, and maybe that that's part of the reason. I think part of the reason the Bengals came back in the second half is or in the fourth quarter specifically is they got put in positions where they had to throw the ball. You're down two scores in the fourth quarter. You got to start throwing the ball. Zach Taylor didn't seem to want to throw the ball consistently against the secondary that we've been worried about all season. And I don't think it was coincidence that when he started to have to throw the ball, that's when he found success and the Bengals start putting up points. And obviously um, Niners offense, you know, don't, doesn't do much in the fourth quarter Um, or the second half or second half in general. Um, and so it's 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 kind of a give or take because you feel good about an overtime win. Uh, it's it's a game that you felt you had in control for the first half, uh, and then you kind of get it taken away a little bit with the Bengals coming back in the second half. But to finally have that, you know, wipe the sweat off the brow and say, okay, but they won, they won, and that's I think should be the important takeaway. Is yes, it's it's sometimes about the journey, how you get there. But I think with a game like that on the road in Cincinnati against a playoff team, a team that, as Grant Cohn said, is one year away. Um, it, it, it's something that you need to be happy about. And, and, and yes, I know there's a lot of things that we could hyper-focus on. If we want to if we want to complain about the, the near pick, the interception in the fourth quarter, uh, the Bates almost had on Garoppolo, and we could dwell on that all day, we can. But if you want to dwell on that, then you, you shouldn't be happy about what happened in overtime because that, like, if you're too focused on that near interception, like you don't get like to me, you don't get to celebrate the overtime, what Jimmy Garoppolo did. And I know this is me just adjusting to offense. I know we talked about the defense a little bit, Um, but yeah, man, I mean, the, the, Jimmy Garoppolo is clutch. I, I, I don't know the, if that's the best way to word it. Um, I, I know he's a very polarizing figure, but for whatever reason, for whatever reason it is when he needs to put something together, more often than not, he put something together. So we're going to Jimmy now. Are you? You want to keep talking about the defense? You got more thoughts on the defense? I just, I, I not made a natural transition. Yeah, uh, my you... brain is all over the place. I know it, there's a lot of things to talk about, but Jason, if you want to keep talking about the defense, I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, yeah, I mean it, that was a good segue, but no, I mean obviously the Aziz Shair injury yes. is something that you have to keep an eye on and have to worry about just because he's been so great. Fred Warner, you know, obviously was fine at the end of this game. I think that George Kittle was talking about how hard the field was in terms of like playing on cement. So, I mean, obviously that was something that was there. So today we find out that Aziz Shair is labeled as day to day with an elbow sprain, but then again, we're all day to day. Um, everybody's day to day. Every We're not gonna, we might not be alive on Sunday. Who knows? Yeah. So, I mean, but all things considered, it could be worse. Um, you know, obviously nobody knows the severity of the injury right off the bat, but to hear day to day, um, elbow sprain, that's great. And, and that's great news. So he's going to be much needed in, uh, down the stretch. And even if he has to miss a game, let it be this week against uh, Atlanta and then get him right. Because this team has got to win two more games pretty much. And they pretty much have their, their playoff seed locked up one way or another. And right now we're all Cardinals fans hoping that they beat the Rams. So the 49ers can move up. So yeah, in terms of the defense, man, um, DJ Jones, you know, Nick Bosa is incredible. We finally got Joe Burrow on a sack. Didn't really hear uh, Josh Norman's name too much in this game, which is good. Uh, you know, again, that's credit to D'Amico Ryans. So I, I, it is a lot of things to be excited about in this game. There's a lot of things that obviously concern you. And there's a lot of things that, the Bengals did that were self-inflicted that led to this, right? Special teams, they they were worse than the 49ers have been. I mean, I, I and you know, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know, you know, what you're supposed to do about that or how you're supposed to feel about that. Because in the same way that people point to the reason, oh man, well, if the 49ers don't get all those muff punts, or if you know they the the Bengals don't do this, well, then apply that same logic to 49ers losses. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you applying that same logic to 49ers losses to make you feel better? If the 49ers don't turn the ball over, if the 49ers don't allow this, if the 49ers don't muff the punt, like you can't have it both ways. So if you're going to downplay the win because you feel the Bengals perform poorly in certain instances, cool. But then when they lose, give that similar context to, hey, the special teams was bad. Hey, this is what happened. Hey, this interception happened as opposed to all just blaming it on 
one particular person who now we can segue into that discussion right now, the Jimmy Garoppolo discussion. So, uh, Andrew, uh, I'll let you start with that. Yeah. And I, and I mean, I guess, I guess the best way I could describe it is, is, you know, what I said earlier, it's, it's, we got a little bit of both Jimmy Garoppolo's yesterday. I, I think we, we had some of the, the, the weird throws. Uh, I mean, the play that I know we focused in our, in our little group chat with, with, you know, uh, our, our people is, is, is the play. He just magically dropped the ball, little things like that. Like th- those are things you don't want to see, but when it's all said and done, in overtime when they when they needed it and i mean even a little bit in the fourth quarter um i know obviously people want to focus on the drop baits interception i get it uh jimmy garoppolo you know he got them into field goal range and, and we're not going to dwell on it it is a positive podcast today we don't need to we don't need to dwell on what happened at the end of regulation because they won and we're, we're happy about it um, right but jimmy garoppolo put them in a position to win the game uh twice twice and and I don't know what more you could ask for out of him because as I said, the people who are ripping him for things are, are honestly expecting too much out of him because we know who he is at this point. We know who he is and, and who he is is what we saw yesterday. Um, But the key, the key for what Jimmy Garoppolo was or the key, what Jimmy Garoppolo is or was yesterday. There we go. I said it right the first time, no turnovers, no turnovers. As long as he's not turning over the ball, they will be fine. They will be fine. He he's not a guy who's gonna outgun anybody. And and, and part of outgunning people is 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 making mistakes and then fixing those mistakes himself. He he didn't make any deadly mistakes except for the one dropped interception. Which if you, as I said, if you guys want to yell about that, go ahead. I'm not going to because I'm gonna focus more on what happened in overtime. Um, as as marketing pro says, he went six for six in overtime. He, he got them down the field. He got them in a position to win the game. And then he he got the ball. To, and I, I know people are going to make fun of me for saying this, but he got the ball to Ayuk, who was able to make a play. And and, and we will talk about that play in, in a minute here because this is the Jimmy portion of the show. Um, but Jimmy Garoppolo was, was, was pretty much what we said. I mean, I would say yesterday we got average to above average Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think we got any at any point a below average Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, except for maybe the play he dropped the ball, which I just, I still don't know how people do, but Hey, it happens. Those are things that happen, uh, not frequently. And it seems it happens to Garoppolo more often than it doesn't. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I just, if you want to be negative about what Jimmy Garoppolo did yesterday, I think, I think that's people showing their true colors on what they think about the quarterback position, because I think there's plenty to be positive about. Well, we have a donation here. Appreciate you, Joe Mama. That's a funny ass name. Um, we're seven and six. Jimmy gets another W on his record. I'm supposed to be happy about the Bengals beating themselves. Three points in the second half. We got lucky. Yeah, and at the same time, the 49ers have lost games where they've completely beat themselves as well, too. Do you, I, I just hope that like I'm not telling you how to feel, but I just hope you yeah. view those games the same way. And I don't care how they win. Okay. No. They've lost so many games in frustrating ways that maybe it is time that something goes their way for once. Maybe there is a luck, a little bit of luck that they need. Now, if you're using that as a way to predict where you believe this team will go or if you believe this team is a Super Bowl contender, that's something completely different because I don't think anybody should be viewing it that way. But yeah. plenty of teams get lucky. The Seattle Seahawks are the luckiest team in the world. Dude. Yeah, Russell, like, like, Wilson, Russell Wilson has made a career of being terrible for three and a half quarters to be good the last two throws of the game or the last two drives, and then everyone praises him. Obviously, we know who's better, but I'm just showing you that there's other quarterbacks that have similarly weird games like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that what everybody's frustrated with with Jimmy Garoppolo is just the inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. But if you've been watching him long enough, you should know that this is the experience, man. This is the roller coaster. You just get on it. You hope you don't puke. And by the end, you just hope that you you <laughs> you hope that it was a fun ride. Like, I, I don't know what else to do, man. I don't know what else to say at this point. You cannot just say, well, they got lucky. I shouldn't be happy. Yeah, you should be happy they won the game. Yeah, like, like, are are you are you happy? Like, just to like inverse this argument, Joe Mama, not to go at you because I I'm sure there's other people. Like, you're not the only one who has this view on this game. Are you are you happy? Like, they lost last week because the Niners beat themselves. So like 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 if if you're not happy about a game where the Bengals beat themselves, does that mean you're happy about a game where the Niners beat themselves? Because the Niners, as Nick Bosa said last week, the Niners blew last week. They, they they blew it. They they should that that's a game they beat themselves. I, I think that's 
pretty accurate. I don't think Seattle did anything spectacular where I said, Hey, Seattle's a better team than the Niners other than the final score. Right. So like, like if, if we want to be unhappy about a win, then, then go be unhappy about a win. Like, I, I don't know what else to say, man. All, all I see is the Niners are one and oh yesterday. And that's, that should be the big takeaway here. Not, not how they got there. I understand if we, if we, we can play that, how they got their thing. Uh, but that's not a life I want to live. I want to live a life where I can say, hey, the Niners won a game against a team who maybe be better than them, might not be. I don't know. I don't know what the Bengals are yet, um, but the, it's there. And and, and Justin, I, I get that. I, the point is there's no improvement. As I said, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be improvement. He's, I mean, he's, he's, he's in your seven. He's in yeah, your but seven. That, that's it, right? Like that. And then yeah. when you say that, when you say he's hit his ceiling and this is who he is, everyone gets all mad at you. There is going to be no improvement. Yeah. I, I think that you need to set your expectations properly. Like if you're expecting Jimmy Garoppolo to turn into something that he's not in year eight, that's a problem. And I understand you don't want him playing. You want somebody else playing, I guess. But he's going to play. And I, I don't know. Like There is no year seven bump. Yeah. I remember a couple. I remember a couple of years ago. Somebody said about Derek Carr, the year six bump. It's coming. It's like it doesn't exist. Jimmy Garoppolo is who he is, um, and and if at this point you're expecting any more, I think that's on you. That that's kind of what it is. Um, <laughs> hey, Joe, listen. I love this yeah, game you're playing. Perfect. I love it. There we go. Perfect. Hey. That's okay. Uh, Joe Mama, That's thank cool. you for the donation again. I just yep. want to give you five more bucks to say I'm sick of the Jimmy roller coaster. And I think we all a little bit are. I mean, we, yep. you see, I mean, if you go through each episode of the Sprint Ride Option, at least the the the, the game reviews, there's a roller coaster here too, because yeah. there's weeks where Jason and I we we rip in, into Jimmy Garoppolo. We did it last week. It, it's just we gotta learn at this point with who Jimmy Garoppolo is. Yeah is to not dwell on the games they win. Because if you're going to dwell on the games they win on his performance, it's going to be a little tougher. So, so yeah, it's a roller coaster. And, and that's just something you got to expect. As Jason said, you just hope you don't throw up. Yeah, you just hope you don't puke. And appreciate the contribution, bro. And I think I think that I can't really disagree with that, right? It's just yeah. that you're not unhappy. It's just you're not thrilled. I get it, man. We I get, get it. it. We you get know, it. But, I hey, it. but as I said, man, you got to look at it. The Niners finished 1-0 yesterday, and, and that's yeah. what they need. Because if they finish 0-1 yesterday, we're talking about a team that's tied with the Washington football team. We're talking about a team who's tied for the last playoff spot in the NFC with the Washington football team. And now they have a little bit of wiggle room. And, and I don't know what the what's going on. I see it's 7-3 right now in, in Arizona. If, if Arizona wins this game, we're talking about a team that's one game behind the, the, the St. Louis, the Los Angeles Rams, uh, a team that everybody wanted to give the – I mean, hand up, I wanted to give them the Super Bowl because I thought they were the best team in the NFC going into the season because of Matt Stafford. So, like, I, I understand it not being thrilled. I, I Trust me, I was there yesterday. If Jason, I'll tell you this. If I went on to your post show yesterday – my vibe would have been totally different. I would have been closer to what Joe Mama was. I, 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 I hand up on that, right? Because that, that's just kind of what the emotion was. But I, I sat back, kind of thought about it, read some things, and and it, it, it's it's just it is what it is. It, it, they won. They won, and that's that should be the big takeaway. That was my message, you know. And you know, people got me to to the place to be a little bit upset, anything like that, you know. And I did, you know. Uh, but it was just it was it was trivial, I think, at a lot of things. And it's just like, hey, man, a lot of things have been going wrong this season. And for a game to go finally break the 49ers' way, uh, I'll take it, man. I really will. And uh, I think again, I can't remember a quarterback that in the same game will literally show you like some of the worst throws or some head scratching throws. And then literally the last two drives that throw to Juwan Jennings, the one where George Kittle is like the new, the, the new jump man, like logo, like that one, like it's so maddening. And I think that that's really what it is about the roller coaster. It's more, you have no idea what it's going to be. You don't know. And you don't feel confident, right? Like did anybody have any confidence that he was going to go down the field and, and, and put them in the, in a position for Robbie gold to miss that kick. Or then to like have to go score that touchdown and go back the other way, right? But against all odds, it's like just as soon as you're ready to just say, I'm done with this dude, he's not going to be able to do anything, he he does things like that. And I think that's what everybody's upset about, man. Yeah, so, hey, Jason, there's only one person who hates the Niners kicker punter situation more than me. Please tell me how you feel. I don't care. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired, man. Um, yeah. I'm tired. I, and, 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 and one more thing. This is all I'm going to say about it. 
Everybody who all of a sudden on Twitter yesterday jumped on the whole, well, oh, Robbie Gold is overpaid, save it. Keep it to yourself. I don't want to hear it, okay? Because when I say it, it's overblown, overstated, and everything. Do not jump on the wave now. I don't want to hear it, okay? It shouldn't have taken that stupid missed kick for you to realize that he's yeah. overpaid and kickers don't matter, okay? That's your fault for waiting and, and trying to be, well, remember 30 years ago when he was a good kicker. He's not a good kicker anymore. Goodness gracious, man. Um, Know your personnel. Thank you for the donation. Thank you for giving props to Ryan's dude. Dude isn't playing with a full deck and comes with a competent game plan every week. Can't wait till he gets a secondary. Yeah, man. Wait till this team actually addresses the position yeah. next year. You know, maybe throw some money at the position, something like that. Maybe some of these guys develop. A lot of things can happen. A lot of things can happen. Um, Burrow threw two, three almost picks, and Burrow's outplayed Jimmy, who had one. Uh, wait. Burrow threw two to three almost picks, but Burrow outplayed Jimmy, who had one. I Oh, who had one. Okay, I see what you're saying. Had one. Near pick, one near pick. Yes, because, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean – it is i guess my answer nicks is uh it is what it is i don't i, I don't know man because like it's to me man we're not here to judge who outplayed it. i mean i guess a little bit we are we're podcasters kind of the nature of this right but but at the end of the day and oh my god i'm oh shit jason i'm gonna do it the end of the day one quarterback won a game yesterday and the other lost and i'm not saying qb wins are a thing but one had a win yesterday and one did it that's all i'm gonna say so because yeah like, like but he does he does make a point right because if 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 let's just let's just say the Bengals, if the Bengals go down and score a touchdown in overtime, right, and they win the game, they I win think the game. I think the conversation's a little different about Garoppolo today. Maybe a little different because we don't get that hindsight or or not hindsight. We don't get that six for six overtime performance from him, and maybe we're talking a little different. And maybe that near like the Green Bay game, yeah, exactly, like the Green Bay game. Like he mm-hmm. went down the field, ninety something yards, scored a touchdown. Obviously, people think that he scored too early but they lost the game mm-hmm. and a lot of people are pointing to, well, Garoppolo puts you in that position and you have to, he has to dig himself out of, and that's fair. But mm-hmm. at the same time, when you needed that money play, he did it. And then the defense didn't hold up their end of the bargain, at least at that portion. And they lost. So it's just a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about, right? Like it just can't just be one-sided and everything about that. And I think that that's it more than anything, but yes, everybody's just upset with everybody's just done with the whole, man, he looks so bad for this long, and then all of a sudden he does all this, and then he's going to get credit for the win. And, yes, uh, the Jimmy Garoppolo apologists, uh, enthusiasts, they're lapping it up. They're whipping it up right now, man. They are whipping it up right now about he won the game and everything. And I think that, like, the extremes on both sides are wrong. The extremes of Jimmy is amazing and the extremes of Jimmy is trash are both wrong. They're both wrong. Something in the middle, something in the middle, man. Somewhere in the middle. Uh, before we, I, I, okay. yeah. and I just think that a lot of people, a lot of people, try to just jump to those extremes, right? Like those people who love, who love Jimmy Garoppolo, are like dunking on people now. The, you know, look what he did, look what he did, and then you know the people who are against him are using that first whole half and like three quarters, four quarters, and saying, "Well, look at how terrible he was here." He's somewhere in the middle, man, and there's that the discussion is is a little bit more nuanced um than than all that. So yeah, I mean, Cesar, thank you for the donation, buddy. Notice any differences between solid defense and the way D'Amico's running his defense? Yeah, I mean, I talked about it earlier, Caesar. I think that he's a, ahead of Salah in terms of adjusting in in terms of game planning, right? Obviously, he has better personnel, as Andrew pointed out. You know, Robert Sala didn't have Nick Bosa to, to be able to clean things up when things may not be working on the back end. But I'm impressed with the way that D'Amico Ryan's game plans week to week. I'm impressed with the way that he adjusts during the game. You know, for him to be able to run a lot of man, many games, and, and you know, from what I gathered, I thought he ran more zone this week in terms of your opponent in front of you. I think that shows a guy who's ahead of his time right now. And again, I'm going to stick to my guns. And I think that year one, D'Amico Ryans is ahead of Robert Sala year one. Clearly he has personnel, but for me, I enjoy the way that he game plans. I enjoy the way that he puts guys in position to win. And and you have to also look at the guys developing under him, right? Aziz Al-Shair is developing under him. He has a lot to do with that, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and DJ Jones is playing better. Obviously they're healthy, but a lot of things are happening around that are, that are good. And a lot of it has to do with D'Amico Ryans. I'm impressed. So my difference is between what I'm seeing between the two of them is, Salah had a steeper learning curve and he had to grow faster and this fan base didn't want to wait around for it. 
But for everybody who was trashing D'Amico, I don't get it. I, I see clearly a guy who was further ahead in terms of his football mind than, than Salah was in year one. Um, know your personnel. Uh, thank you again for the donation, man. Appreciate everybody that is uh, yeah. donating. Again, if you're in here watching this live stream, make sure you hit that like button for us. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. Helps us out. Jimmy is just a roller coaster. The problem is he's not in the middle. He's mostly boomer bust and nothing in between. All right, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you know, it's just, it's 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 not as it's not as exaggerated as people are making it seem on Twitter. Is what I'll say. That's the best way I can put it. It, it, to me, it's something we just need to be used to at this point. Like it just, it's, it's, it's something we need to be used to. If, 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 if we're still yelling about it in what he's been here for what, four years now, four years now. Yeah. If, if we're yeah. still yelling about it after four years, like I, I just, I just, I don't know what to say at, at this point because this is who he is. This is what he is. And, and you just got to ride those highs and hope the lows aren't too low. Uh, I mean, I, I guess, I guess I'll just try and repeat the same, you know, the same thing I've been saying, just different ways for it to make, you know, I, and I, I get it. Like it's, it's the quarterback position. It's the position everybody watches the most. And, it, and it's, it's, it's the position that makes, it makes it easier to be a good team. And now are the Niners in a better position right now? If, if, if they get Stafford and, or, or if, you know, they get Watson and the Watson things don't come up. Yeah, they're, they probably are, but you know, we, we can't play that game. Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback right now, and, and and we can't even play the like, well, what what is Trey Lance game because he's not playing. So so we can we can stress about it, we can stress about it, or we can just sit here and say this is who he is, and and, and we just gotta hope that now on Sunday it, it's gonna be a week to week thing. We gotta hope, and I saw Atlanta Jordan in here. You know, we gotta hope that that Jimmy Garoppolo shows Atlanta Jordan how good he can be and, and, and not how bad he can be. That, that's just kind of what it is. Well, all right. I think we've talked about Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I, th- I think we're I'm good. Tired of, I'm tired of talking yeah. about him, and I'm tired of uh, just saying the same things over and over again. Let's mm-hmm. talk about somebody who is the best at his position that is on his team, and it's not Trent Williams. Is it George Kittle? Hi, George Kittle. Oh, it's George Kittle. Okay. Hi, George Kittle. Incredible what happens when you get that man involved incredible what happens when you target him 10, 12 times. Debo Samuel was clearly limited in this game. Yeah. And, everybody, and you know, they were using him in the run game. When you need a big play, when you need it, got to have it. They were covering him. Zach Taylor was frustrated in the press conference. Woo! We tried everything. Can't stop him. Can't stop him. Can't stop him. Incredible, man. Two These two back-to-back weeks, 181 yards, 100, what, 30, 150 yards, something like 151. that? 151. 151 yards. Incredible. Best mm-hmm. in the league. Need to stop capping about Travis Kelsey. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll take this donation. 49 is daddy. Any truth to Peter King's reports, Jimmy G coming back? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's the best the, the best way to answer that, uh, 49ers daddy, is uh, tune in in 2022 and find out. I mean, we really don't know at this point, man. Every Everything's a rumor, and that's it is what it is. Um George Kittle's very good. Um, I don't think that needs to be said. Um, you know, I, I accidentally got I, – I, I threw a stray at Vernon Davis yesterday. Probably shouldn't have. Uh, but I, th- I think it's a fair thing. I think the reason George Kittle is so damn successful and so hard to to stop is, is he looks for that contact. He's out there. He, he He's the player in my mind that, like – He's the biggest threat on the Niners. I know we talk about the Yak Bros, and I, and I know Kittle's part of it. The big reason that that he is a guy that, that that teams fear is his ability to take a two-yard catch and turn it into a 25-yard catch. And it's not because he's he's juking you or, or making guys miss. He's just running through players, and and that's that's that that wears down defenses. That absolutely wears down defenses. And and then you add the ability. And, and I get it. If there's any Chiefs fans here, you're going to say Kelsey's your guy. And, and I get it. We're Niners fans. We're going to say Kittle. I think the big reason that makes Kittle better than Kelsey is, is when when Kyle Shanahan's using him like he has the past couple of weeks, he has the ability to be the same receiver, the same quality of receiver as Kelsey, but then he has that added on ability of pass blocking or run blocking too. And I think a lot of the big plays, like this is the second week in a row I've watched George Kittle, his ability to hold his blocks until the last second on play action rollouts where he's the leak option, where he just, I, I, it's so something so small and so minuscule 
he holds those blocks until the absolute last second when he knows he has a ton of space. When the second he leaks out, I, I noted, as I said, I'm through like the first quarter on the tape. He already had one of those plays early. Uh, it was a, just a little two yard dump pass where he held his block as long as he could leaked out into open space. Little things like that is, is why he gets open so easily. And then his ability to run with the ball is, 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 is second to none, really. I, I think he's like, we, we talk about Debo Samuel and his, his ability to run in free space. And and I, the reason I think Kittle is better than Samuel and his ability to run through free space is because when Kittle gets into situations where there's not much free space, he creates it. And I mean, the play, obviously, everybody needs to go to for the example is 2019, the play against the Saints. That's him just looking for contact and, and making a play happen. And he does that every game. Every, every time he catches the ball, he's not looking to go out of bounds. He is looking, okay, I have six yards on this play right now. How can I make this a 15-yard game? That, and that's what makes him what he is. And and what is, what's the stat? He's the first tight end in NFL history to have back-to-back 150-yard games. Since uh, Uncle Shannon, um, I believe, uh, was uh, was the last one, something so, like that. So he he's he's something special, man, and he... He he is he's the heart of this offense, man, and it, it, it's so maddening to see how good he's been the past two weeks. And you go back and look at how he's been used earlier in the season. It's like, why hasn't Kyle Shanahan been doing that all year? Well, Debo Samuel. Well, Debo Samuel is a large part of it. When Debo Samuel's not there, you have to, you know, Debo Samuel's not a wide receiver right now at this point. Mm-hmm. He's just not, and he wasn't in this game. And even when he was playing, when the 49ers have had their problems at running back, obviously when Elijah Mitchell was there, they were using Debo Samuel as the backup. Mm-hmm. This is out of necessity now. And Debo Samuel was much more of a focal point to, to this offense the first few weeks. I mean, that's not even really up for debate. Whether you agree with that or not, that's up to you. But that's why you can't get George Kittle the ball 10, 12 times. You're feeding Debo Samuel. Yeah. I mean, the only thing, the only pushback that you can give or that I can give on that is that Brandon Ayuk wasn't largely involved. So if Brandon Ayuk's not involved, why aren't you involving Kittle? Right? Um, so I think that Debo Samuel is the 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 focal point of this offense and will be when he's healthy, when he's ready to go. But right now, out of necessity, especially these last two games, it had to be George Kittle. Mm-hmm. And he's answered the bell. It's nice to know that you have a little fallback option like this, too. And actually, actually looking at it, Jason Kittle is the first tight end to have back-to-back 150 yards. Game. Oh, wow. He passed. He passed a sharp in career 150 yard and one touchdown games. So okay. that that's that's what he passed sharp in. Um, uh, and 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 actually, let's talk about Debo for a second because uh, Jason Debo made you look really smart yesterday. You want to know why? Because you you said uh, his running ability, right? Um, if you take away the touchdown run, he had seven carries for 10 yards. Yeah, the touchdown run, a big run. Jason Jason said this on Friday, man. It's 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 that one big play. It's that one big play he gets that makes his running game. But but that's what makes him so good is is that twenty seven yard touchdown run. And Jason, you'll notice on the all twenty two when you get to it, uh, there's a certain player who made that play. Oh happen. no no no! I noticed it during the game. He you had noticed two, it during the he, game. He had two. He had two in that drive, and mm-hmm. you know that I give him a lot of crap. Tom Compton. Yeah. You know Tom Compton is the number two. Rated right tackle right now in run blocking by PFF. Did you really? know that? And he I did not the, know that. He is the lowest graded in pass blocking. Mm, you know, but can't have everything. For, but 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 for Kyle Shanahan to be able to get that out of a guy who like I felt shouldn't even be on the roster and shouldn't have even been here, man, um, is incredible. But yeah, he's out there leading the charge. He seals the block off for Debo Samuel to hit that sideline and go there again. When you do something right, I'm going to give you credit, man. I really am. And Tom yeah. Compton had two very good blocks. He opened up another block for Jeff Wilson on that drive, and then he had that one, which sprung the touchdown. It's 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 amazing. As much as people want to give Kyle Shanahan crap or whatever it is, what he's doing, scheming around certain discussions, you know, like the right side, Daniel Brunskill has six pressures allowed in this game. Yeah. Tom Compton was, you know, in pass blocking, we know that that's not it. But what they're getting out of him in run blocking – I, I, I got to give credit to Kyle Shanahan, man. I, th- I think it's very obvious, especially with Tom Compton, what Kyle Shanahan values in his right tackles. I think he wants run blocking right tackles and then the left tackle kind of being a jack of all trade guy because he has Joe, he obviously adopted Joe Staley and then he goes out and gets, you know, 
what what is it 99 pff grade taker you know take whatever your opinion is on pff he has a 99 out of 100 pff and that's trent williams and i know brad graham always always the first guy Ooh, that's a great question mark i know why go ahead jeff wilson's not that good when elijah mitchell was in there he was running for 100 something yards that's pretty easy to see, man. I mean, if you if you're like putting Debo Samuel in a spot where he has to be the second running back, Jeff Wilson is not playing that well right now. Elijah Mitchell was running the ball very well, so the run game's not better because Jeff Wilson's not that good, unfortunately. And we're a big yeah, Jeff and, Wilson pod, and and we're very yeah, as Jason just said, we're very pro Jeff Wilson on this pod. But yeah, I mean, he's just he he's not. You know, he he had four yards of carry yesterday, which is about where you want it. But like, he just he I, I don't know if it was, it, it was the injury or what, but it, it's he he just doesn't seem to have that explosiveness this year. I I, I don't know what it is. He's injured. Like, I, it's the injury. I mean, it's the injury, and and certain certain times I see him tiptoeing a little bit, and it just it is what it is, right? Like, and again, even Debo, right? Debo scores on that twenty-two yarder, seven carries for ten yards, and and, and the reason that you keep giving him the ball the reason that you keep giving Debo that shot is because he has that home run ability that's why that's why so yeah I mean oh Jesse unfortunately Wayne Gallman was picked up by the Minnesota Vikings today when Alexander Madison was put on the COVID reserve list so that's out as well too so Frank Gore's just, available just gotta hope goodness gracious just gotta hope that Elijah Mitchell um is able to return this yeah. week just gotta hope Elijah Mitchell's back and 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 I think a part of it is too is I think especially with the way Shanahan has treated the backfield because I know I know McKinnon and and Coleman weren't favorites and Brita and and all those guys um yeah we'll get we'll get that question in a second um is I think he likes to have a lot of options and keep keeps things fresh and right now the only running back is is I know Jamichael Hasty's out there but I mean Hasty didn't get a carry yesterday so I I don't know what that means for for the opinion of of Hasty that Shanahan has uh, but there's a reason Shanahan has 45 running backs on this team. And right now he only has one he seems to trust. I, I think he likes to rotate guys in and out, keep them fresh. And I mean, we could be talking significantly different here if if the Niners have a healthy Raheem Mostert, Elijah Mitchell, and Jeff Wilson, where there's a healthy rotation going along. So like there's a lot of reasons this run game isn't working. I don't think the the goal, the uh the the run blocking is the issue. I just think it's it's not enough rotation for what Shanahan we're used to with Shanahan and 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 little things like that. Yeah, Mark, um, this is a great question. Would you consider resigning most of next year on a cheap contract? I would, and I actually think that that's actually a little bit more likely, just a little bit more likely at this point, just because right, Jason Barrett had a breakout season and he had every opportunity to go out and get it back. But he talked about the loyalty that this this front office showed to him, that this regime showed to him, and he wanted to be here. Raheem Mostert, yeah. while he's injured, is tweeting about this team. Uh, got a lot of support from everybody over here. Maybe I'm just reading into it a little bit more, but he might be open to something like that because culture matters, right? There's yeah. a lot of people who want to be here. They, they, they remember Raheem Mostert was found money and he was found money here. And, you know, mm -hmm. maybe Raheem Mostert chases a bag and I'm fine with that. Go for it. If someone wants yeah. to pay you, go for it, bro, because this is the NFL. Always make sure you get your money because this league is ruthless and it'll spit you out. It'll chew you up and spit you out really fast. But if he wants to come back, I'm I'm all with that because mm -hmm. there is a little bit of juice that's missing, right? I think yes. that Kyle Shanahan very much saw Raheem Mostert being here for a large portion of the season and being that that engine of this offense. So um, who knows? But I would love it. And and who knows if he feels the same way? Who knows if this regime feels the same way? But I would absolutely be on board about bringing Raheem Mostert back, especially for a, a cheap one-year deal. Well, D you know, Debo Samuel is essentially the Raheem Mostert right now because i think raheem mostert's biggest ability for the 49ers was his big play ability right like yeah he you know he he he's 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 a fine running back but his biggest ability was like you never know when he's going to break out that 75 yard run you never know when he's going to break out that that 85 yard screen pass and and that's kind of what debo samuel is right now and obviously you don't want your best receiver to be that right because because he you know you want to use him as a receiver and and have two of those threats because if you have Mostert and Samuel on the field at the same time that's two different threats that you have that so I think that's a big part of why Samuel's getting so many carries is Shanahan sees his big playability because he's shown it so many times and I, I think that's what made Mostert work is is and I think even the duo of Mostert and Wilson worked 
is because Wilson was that guy who's going to get you four yards of carry, and Mostert's going to be the guy you put on the field where you're looking for a big play. So, so, so things like that. Um, uh, Luis, oh, that's a great name. Luis Fernando Aguilar Alonso says, I don't think they can sneak Mostert in. I'd rather have the team spend considerably on edge and corner help. I, sure, but I don't think Mostert's going to break the bank. And Jason has his hand up, so let's let's go to him. Cap increases by $40 million, and then you wipe out $27 million off of the, the account. Absolutely can happen. You know yeah. how you get rid of it. You free extra money. You know how you free it up. And, and the cap's going up. Cap, this league is booming right now. The league is booming because everybody's back in seats. Salary cap's going up just like they wanted it to. $40, extra, 40 million extra. Then if you move the one big contract, you make some moves around, Raheemos is not going to cost much. You can absolutely sneak him in and sign a cornerback and sign a second cornerback who isn't as as uh, top-heavy as that other cornerback. Perfect. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Uh, it, definitely not. Oh, no, no, uh, no. You're good. Hey, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's no just such thing that, as just something that just here. came out. It just, it just came out, actually, that the NFL has announced that, you know, the plan is yeah. proceeding yeah. As, as usual and they're moving up. So it's uh, it's all good there. Yeah, so um, – and killer pronunciation of the name, Andrew. Um, Thank he, you. Yeah, he, no, that's uh, a fantastic name. It's a fantastic right. name. I love it. So, yeah, George Kittle's very good at football. Very good at yes. football. Brandon Ayuk was very good in this game as well, too, man. And, uh, again, for as many throws that Jimmy Garoppolo is like, man, what the hell was that? That throw to the sideline that Ayuk almost brought in for a touchdown, that was a beautiful throw. The throw to George Kittle that, you know, everybody thought was a P.I. that was dropped. That was a beautiful throw. The Jennings throw, that was a beautiful throw. Um, the Jennings Brandon, catch, I, I, I didn't want to forget the, yeah. that. The, the catch he made on that play, huge, humongous. That That is what we want out of Jawan Jennings. Big, physical receiver, swift dog, 49er. We appreciate the donation. 49er faithful. I'm feeling those positive vibes from Sunday. Shout out to my mom, Ruth. Happy birthday show. So happy birthday, Ruth. Happy birthday, Ruth. Absolutely. Yeah. That's our first birthday yeah. shout out. Love it. Yeah, and and positive vibes, man. Like, I understand. You know, we're going to have all week to dissect what happened in this game as you get ready for Atlanta. But how could you not walk away from that game? Like, they literally snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. And that's my day for, for, the, um, for, uh, for that one. So, Jason, should have listened to you about Javante Williams. Any ideas of who would be a similar pick this year? Not yet. Just haven't gotten into it yet. But I am going to be down at the Senior Bowl, and that's where – uh, Javante Williams wasn't at the senior bowl, but when I started looking at Michael Carter, because I fell in love with him and I think he's great, it the tape started showing me Javante Williams, and I'm like, well, who the hell is that? And uh, I think that once uh, once the season's over, we get through all the content, I get down to Mobile, start scouting guys, get, get to those practices, get to that game. Maybe I'll fall on somebody similarly like that. So I would love to have seen Javante here, man. He would be incredible. But yeah, um, back to Brandon Ayuk, man. Yes. How on earth did he jump from that far to score that touchdown, man? Like, that, that was crazy. It, it was one of those, man. I I had no – literally, as, I, as I'm saying it, I have the ESPN on autoplay and they're showing the play, so I get to look at it. I thought he was in the whole time. Like, even mm-hmm. before they went to replay, I, I, I was like, no, he got that corner. I mean, that that is – the way he tiptoed that sideline and, and – Back-to-back weeks where the Niners have phenomenal plays on the sideline where you're just like, how did he stay in? How did he stay in? Because Kittle last week with the big touchdown against Seattle, this one obviously a little more important because it wins the game. And it, he is he is so athletic, man. And, and it, it, really, it really feels like Kyle Shanahan is, is – and it feels weird saying, about, saying this about a coach that you and I have hyped up so much – you know, we are big college only shans, you know, he's finally figuring out how to get all of his weapons involved. And, and, and that's huge. Kittle's getting 13 reception games. Ayuk's getting looks. Debo's getting touches. And now the question is, is how is he going to involve it? Once, you know, the running back situation gets a little healthier, how is he going to involve it in the pass game? And, and I, I, just this offense, he's so many weapons and Brandon Ayuk's a large, large part of it. Um, I mean, we we talked about it last year, Jason, that Brandon Ayuk, out of all the receivers on this team, feels like he has the potential to be a true number one. And we lost a little bit of that le- le- the, earlier this year because of the lack of use. And he's slowly, slowly, slowly getting back to that point. And I and and it's unfortunate for Ayuk, very good for the for the Niners that Debo is having such a phenomenal year that that we're kind of getting lost and how how sneaky good of a year Ayuk is having, despite 
kind of having half of a season off. Yeah, I'm just happy that, you know, again, in a game where you needed it to happen, obviously Debo Samuel wasn't lining up as a wide receiver. There's some crazy stat out there that I think he has one target in the last three games that he's played. And that just goes to show you based on what's been happening with the running back group and and the and the depth there that obviously Kyle Shanahan needs him to be there because he needs a guy who he can consistently count on getting good runs out of um, in terms of Debo Samuel. But Brandon Ayuk was great in this game, man. And uh, I, I, I love watching his, the progression, him getting better. Again, mainly uh, the way he was handled earlier in the season, but you can argue the way they progress right now. So, I mean, at that point, I'm a big process over results guy, but the result is what I want, and he's playing well. So that's why Kyle knows more than I do, and I'm just a guy yelling in front of a bunch of Batman things. So, um, yeah, uh, I think that that's uh, the best way that we could put it. But so many good things that actually happened in this game. Uh, good to see special teams struggling for other teams, just to know that it's not something that is only a 49ers thing. Good capitalizing and Rebel Craig Crab getting down there and getting the, the, those fumbles. That's big. Like, muff punts don't matter if you don't come down with them. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, special teams clearly was an emphasis this week. I wish we'd get a little bit more out of the punter. He's not playing well at this point. I don't want to hear it anymore. He's not punting the ball well. Um, and, you know, you know how I feel about that one kick. But, um, in terms of that, it's nice to see that other teams are struggling right now, special teams, that it's not just a 49er thing at this point. So um, almost 50 minutes in, almost yeah. an hour. For so, sure. again, if you're new here, hit that like, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. And, yeah, I think it's time for three stars, Andrew. Three stars. Uh, I was going to go, I, you know, you, you you jumped in front of me. I was going to go honorable mention, mention Brandon Ayuk, uh, just because I th- I think the three stars in this game are obvious. Uh, maybe they we, are pretty we agree, obvious. Maybe we disagree. I will see what happens. They are pretty obvious. Uh, but but we, we got the Ayuk conversation out of the way. So, Jason, reading my mind, 10 out of 10, guy talking in front of Batman stuff, is my new favorite thing you say. Um, my third star, I'm going to go James. I'm going to go Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, yes, I get it. I understand it. He's, he's inconsistent. He's the most consistent thing about him is he's inconsistent. I understand it, but man, he, he showed out. He, he, he came through when the 49ers needed him to come through. And that was an overtime yesterday. Uh, I, I, I understand that, that, you know, people don't like him. I get it, but we, we know who he is at this point and, and don't expect any more out of him. It's just, you hope you have a good day. And yesterday we, we got an okay day, but he was good when they needed him to be good. So I think for me, that that's good enough for a third star. Third star for me, Nick Bosa. Uh, finally got his guy and he finally got the sack. And imagine where he would be if he wasn't getting double teamed constantly. Imagine where he would be if uh, they actually called holding. And uh, he's just incredible. I mean, he's starting to put himself in a place where you have to start discussing him as a defensive player of the year, I think Mm -hmm. Parsons is doing an amazing job this season and he's been incredible. And I could see that argument completely, but considering coming off the ACL, you know that he's just ramping up and he's starting to get, he's still, I still don't think that he's exactly where he needs to be from, from the ACL. So yeah. uh, Nick Bosa, man, Uh, which is a scary thought. That guy's good. It's a very scary Uh, thought that he might not be all the way back from the ACL. yet. Chris, well, thank you for the for the content. You guys are bosses. Thanks for the content. Appreciate that. Thank you for the contribution. So, yeah. Uh, my second star is Nick Bosa. <laughs> I mm. mean, two sacks yesterday. Uh, he faces an unreal amount of double teams, and he just doesn't care. Uh, he, you know, I feel like we we change week to week on who the best player on the defense is, uh, but. For today's argument, I think Nick Bosa is the best player on this defense right now, and it, it, it's he's just he's very good, man. And and thank you, Arizona. I'm so happy that Kyler Murray is working out for you guys. Thank you for for dropping Nick Bosa in the Niners' lap because I, this this defense is nowhere near as good as it is without Nick Bosa just consistently being very good. Yep, my second is Jimmy Garoppolo, and I understand. You know, Jesse Bates almost intercepts the pass. I understand. No points in the second half. You had to have it two times. You had to have it two times. And I don't think that there's many people that thought he could do it the one time, let alone the fact that there was no way that you were going to try to put that field goal up one more time because look at the time. You take that field goal, three minutes left, that game has a very big chance of being tied, which I would argue is a loss because it's not a win. So – you had to have it. You had to have it as a touchdown. You had to have it as a touchdown. You had to have it to get them, you know, like thank God the game was tied and he didn't have to he didn't have to have it tied. So um 
Oh my goodness, Michael Everett. Being from Australia, I love following the Aussies in US sport, but honestly, Mitch W has a custard leg and should be replaced. That might he be my favorite it. comment we've ever gotten. I don't even know he what a custard it. leg is. I, 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 he said it. I didn't say it. He said it. I didn't say it. Thank What's you for a the custard leg? Michael. Michael, please tell uh, me what a custard leg is. I want to know. It's not good. It's not good. It's not a good now. thing. I want to know what a custard leg is. No, but um, in terms of that, right, it, it's a good thing the game was tied because that, that missed field goal just sent yeah. you to overtime. But then they score right away. And if the 49ers put up that field goal and let's just say they tie it, then there's a very good chance that they tie that game. And that's worse. So to be able to go down the field, six plays, win the game. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, second star. Way to go, buddy, man. You really know how to make things interesting. And you really know how to put people in panic mode and then that's what made the win more exhilarating is because mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, my goodness, man. I can't believe that he just did that. Right. Like, and I can't believe that they just did that. So I feel like a lot of the excitement that I had after the game was the fact that I could never have foreseen those circumstances playing out the way that they did. And yeah, man, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, number two. Yeah. And also point two on the, the near tie that I wanted to say that I didn't say I was already playing a game in my head on like, OK, is Kyle going to go for on a, on a fourth down here just to like. Mm-hmm be aggressive and try and win go for the win because yeah so 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 i don't know man i that, that that's a that's a great point I, I didn't even think about it uh jason aponte it seems we do this a lot uh on the count go of three it. one mm-hmm. two three george george kittle? kittle george kittle i'll let you go go ahead jason my goodness man i mean what a joy what a joy and more than anything it's about football fans right and i don't think that you could talk to another fan of another team and say hey what do you think of george kittle and they would say man i think that guy's annoying Football's better when George Kittle's playing football. Football's mm-hmm. better when George Kittle is dominating targets. The 49ers are more fun to watch when George Kittle's playing, and he's playing well. And he's carrying this offense right now these last two weeks, man. It's just been a joy to watch. I'm so happy for him. Nobody works harder. He talked a lot about the injuries and everything, and everybody says, oh, well, he runs too hard. Some of those injuries had nothing to do with running hard, anything like that. Happy for the guy, man. I'm happy that he's been playing well. He's a joy to watch. I love watching him play football. And uh, this week... Probably going to wear my George Kittle one or two of those jerseys over and over again. So, I mean, uh, that's just kind of where it's at. Sure. I mean, George Kittle's one of my favorite Niners for a reason. And, and he, he, he's shown it the last two weeks, man. Mm-hmm. He has shown it the last two weeks. And, and mm-hmm. boy, oh, boy, if they can if they can get Kittle doing what he's doing uh, for the rest of the season, I'm feeling very, very good about where the 49ers are going to go. Um you know, I, I think this offense goes as far as George Kittle takes them, and and he is he has been so damn good. And and I mean, there's there's situations where if your name is up there with Shannon Sharp, um, you're doing something right. You're doing something right, and George Kittle does it every week. Uh, so there, there's our there's our three stars, Jason. Uh, before we get out of here, we got to play uh, 49ers Twitter's uh, favorite game show. It's uh, where are the 49ers in the playoff race right now? They are at the sixth seed. Uh, they would be playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just like they were last week. Uh, the only thing that can really change from now and next week is if the Rams lose, the Niners will be one game out of the four or five seed. Um, and that that's really it. The Niners play the Falcons this week, who are a game behind the Niners. So this is actually kind of a very – it's an important game for the Niners. Uh, it's an important game for the Falcons. Uh, I, I like to think the Niners are better than the Falcons, so, so the Niners can really give themselves some cushion. And right now they have the tiebreaker over the Rams. So that that that's humongous. That is humongous. That is huge. So that's where the Niners stand in the NFC playoff race right now, Jason. What a fun game to get the breakdown to and now talk about. So um, also, quick announcement. If you guys aren't subscribed to the Patreon and you want to get some bonus content, which is going to include a film breakdown this week of the game, and it's going to be something that's only on the Patreon, you can subscribe to the Patreon on there. There's three different tiers. Uh, the lowest tier will get you access to that film breakdown. So um, it's going to be fun. I'm going to get to dig into it, and I'm uh, going to you know, try my best to pump out content for you guys who have been supportive. A lot of you guys uh, sent money even before I put anything up just because you guys want to help out, and I appreciate that a lot, man, because you guys know that most of the time, most of the time I take uh, – most of the time, I just take that and I put that, uh, you know, to put food on the table for my daughter. So, I mean, it, it means more than you'll ever know. So, yeah, fun game, man. We're going to have a fun week this week. And we're going to have a lot of fun talking about this uh, this Atlanta game coming up. Uh, the 49ers control their own destiny. Just keep winning games, man. Keep winning games. Get into the dance. That's it. That's all you can really ask for. And then let's just see where it shakes out. But this was a fun one. I mean, it was heart-wrenching. It was, you know, sweaty, you know. But, hey. Wins are wins, man. 
yeah. this league is a tough league to get wins in, so you need to celebrate wins however you get them, man. That's it. That's really where it is. Uh, Jason, the question that's been on my mind, because I've been waiting for your jacket to go a little to the left. Who's, who's on your shirt? Is that Jeter? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh Shader. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. Oh, yeah. I just I just wanted I have that I have a shirt just like that with Tim Linscombe on it. I don't know where it is. Um nice. I guess that's it for this week. We will see you guys on Friday, same time, same place. David, sir, thank you very much for the donation. Merry David, Christmas. thank you so much. Merry Christmas to everybody out there too. It's getting close to that time. Just enjoy, you know, enjoy the time with your family as well. Enjoy your football. We the football Thursday. There's football Saturday. There's football Sunday. There's football Monday. Now, at the end of the season, now it's really ramping up. And honestly, Andrew, one more thing I wanted to point out. Yes. This is the first time we're doing a podcast for a playoff team. It is. This is it's it's heckin' electric, man. This is uh this is this is what we were hoping when we started it last year. Obviously, things happen, but this this uh we're coming down to the playoff race and uh, the Niners are very much in a, they're in a good spot. They're in a good yeah. spot. This is uh, obviously when you lose four games in a row early in the season, you, uh, you, you don't, you don't feel great. Uh, we, we've already had the lows of the season. We've already had it. Hopefully. Wait. Silver and cold. Are you a Raiders fan? Please tell me you're a Raiders fan. Yeah. If you're a Raiders I, fan, that's okay. No, I would love that because you guys had a fun week this week. Had a fun game. Yeah, yeah that man. was a lot of that was a lot of yip yapping you guys did on the logo, and then and then they dunked on you. Is that, that what silver funny. and cold is? I mean, it, it's a, it's. it's I, okay. I hope so. I hope so. If you're not a Raiders fan, I apologize. But if you are, that's pretty funny. Yeah, man. Uh, that was that was a game. That was a I, Raiders podcast. No, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, man. I it, it, it's fun. This is this is going to be a fun month. Uh, I mean, all you can ask for is being in a position like the Niners are right now is is get into the dance and you never know what's going to happen once you get in um so so i mean we'll we'll, we'll see what happens uh, uh all right i'm I, sorry I would... silver and cold all right yeah he's not oh, that's okay, i man. apologize that's okay. i take i take it all back but that's still funny out. that's still funny against the raiders i take it all back though i apologize it's yeah but no it doesn't change the fact the raiders got smacked ass. Uh, you know yeah. we, we, we like right. that oh, yeah, Niners fan. oh okay cool hey, yeah, that's yeah. okay all right awesome hey jason aponte as always let's go niners let's go niners and uh you know jimmy garoppolo's fun yeah, that, that was a fun game. I had fun. <laughs>